Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Now, let's get the inside scoop on the Celtics. It's Scout time. Brian Scalabrini on Merloni and Fourier. Brought to you by Shaw's. Perfecting the art of fresh since 1860. All right, joining us on the Harbor One Hotline is the one and only Brian Scalabrini. Scal, we brought back Andy, don't call me Adam Hart. Damn right, he can't get enough of me. He's joining us. <laughs> remember what I told you? Remember what I told you last week? Come on, guys. If we lose to Portland, I'm not taking this call. I do. I so do. You, you said that was money in the bank. It's a lock. It was a lock. Come on. When you watch that game, it wasn't a lock? We got to go seven and a half minutes without a bucket? Yeah, Scal, not sponsored by any betting uh, apps right now at the moment. <laughs> not till we get Come on, right. man. That's a colossal meltdown. Like, Normally, that's a colossal meltdown. They were destroying them, and then I don't know that was. I was to me that was the worst loss of the season. I know a lot of people were like, "What about this one?" and "What about that one?" Like to be up that and not score on a team that can't guard anybody. But if you literally extract the six minutes at the end of the fourth quarter, which I know is a big deal, and, it's, yeah. and part of the NBA's win loss and all that stuff, but in general, pretty good basketball. We're like we're seeing better basketball from everybody right now, especially Jason Tatum. Yeah, I know, Scott. I know they won a couple straight now since, and that last game against Sacramento was just what fifty three points was a joke. But the last two games, I want to ask you about Tatum because he had that stretch where he couldn't shoot three. So, was that in your mind just a shooter gone cold? Why isn't Jason Tatum shooting well this year? Is it his size? Is it the ball? Is it this? Is it that? Last couple nights he shot really well. How would you just look at Jason Tatum's year shooting, and hopefully maybe he's turned it around now. Well, I I think that so I don't I don't never like take one part of the game and take it out right I don't I, I think everything goes into it right like if, the more times you attack downhill and give it up the better you shoot when you get it back when the more times the ball moves the better the role players will shoot so I, I look at everything like kind of holistically right but I do think like during that stretch what I the best part about him and missing the shots is like he didn't dwell on it he also didn't like stop defending and he also didn't stop passing. Like, I have to admit, I've seen Jason Tatum throughout these, these years, and there's been a lot of times you're like, he just keeps on shooting, and, you're like, and maybe he doesn't bring the same level of defensive intensity, or he, or, he, or he searches for that. Like, it's more important for him to make a shot than for him to make the right play. During that whole stretch, I thought his floor game was off the charts. And even when he came back and he was making shots, still dropped a seven assists in that game. So, his floor game has been going uh, up, and it's been improving all year. So, I didn't look at it like, man, Jason Tatum is playing really bad because he can't make a shot. I looked at it like he's playing good basketball right now, and they all look good, and, and, and they just happen to be missing. So, Scal, you know, played in the league, been on a bunch of teams. I'm tr- curious, like, so how do you know a team has good chemistry? Like, is there a singular moment that kind of, you know, showcases it, or is it like a certain, uh, you know, amount of just an attitude, or, uh, you know, maybe they're all saying the same thing? 
Because it feels like, yeah. obviously, you know, uh, like if with the Celtics alone, like it feels like, oh, look, chemistry is back, man. They're playing together. Like they love each other. Like, is there, can you point your finger or put your finger on something that says, okay, now that's where it started? So I don't, so on the contrary to what most people in the media think, I don't believe that like off-court chemistry matters as much as on-court chemistry. I don't, I don't think that you have to be buddy-buddy, go out to dinner, be besties or anything like that. I think that you can win by playing good basketball. So good chemistry is, is like, if the guy is open, you hit the open man. That's good chemistry. And that open man, you could never hang out with that guy, and you could still uh, have good basketball chemistry. And I also don't think it should take very long to develop uh, good chemistry. I think that you know if you consistently make the right plays, you can adjust on the fly. You can do all that. So I'm on the. I, I don't. I don't ride that roller coaster ride. Of here. Here's the thing. Team meetings. I don't. I, I don't think that those work. Uh, like oh, like hanging out off the court, go bowling. All of a sudden, you're going to win five games in a row. I don't believe in any of that stuff. <laughs> what I look at is just the basketball, and you know, like you can't you can't take a bad shot with a guy open. That's kind of what I look like. Like if if you take a step back two, and really that ball should have went to the corner. Like the the end result of that would be well, that guy who was in the corner is going to now take a step back two when you're wide open. Okay, so then what happened? Well, he's blowing me off. Oh, I'm blowing him off, and like it just goes on and on, and it's a spir- it spirals downhill. But also the other way, you start passing the ball really well, and everybody else seems to share it. It's a very contagious disease, selfishness or unselfishness. So, is there is there a guy that you hated off the court but got along well with on the court? I only I only hated two guys, and I'm not going to bring up their names. So, and oh, it was always come like, on. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm not doing. I'll that. tell it's you. Crazy. I'll give you but my name, like, but it was. <laughs> but it was it was based on the arrogance. It wasn't based off of basketball. It never was. I never, you know, I like it. Like one thing Somebody about on the Celtics like, team. You know, never, oh no, no, no! It was it was uh, some other team. But but uh, one thing about me is I'm like more. I'm really accepting of. You know, I, come on, man! I'm just hanging on by a thread when I'm in the NBA. I got I got 11 years out of it on some really good teams. But one thing I realized is there's all kinds of different people and different walks of life, and there's all kinds of ways to be good. There's not just one way. Everybody has to get along. Everybody has yeah. to do this. It's not how it works. So, so yeah, no, I, I think, uh, like, the arrogance off the court and then, you know, like, the fakeness of, oh, yeah, I'm all about the team. Like, you can't – like, one thing about – and, Christian, you, you can probably like, attest to this. Like, like sports, you can, you can point out fake people right away. Like, the people who talk and they're not really about it or not about the team but they talk about they are, you can point that stuff out right away. And I'd rather have guys who are selfish and admit it than guys who were selfish and don't admit it and lie about it. Scal, obviously a lot of uh, good numbers come out of a 50-point win, but I think a lot of Celtics fans looked at the uh, the Marcus Smart stat line. 0 of 3 shooting, but 7 assists, and I think a lot of people said, that's, that's what we're looking for, Marcus. Is that a one-off, or is that maybe a step in a certain direction for him in the style of play? So um, it was really unique during this game because he would get an open shot, but he would pass it up. And there was one time where... I think Tatum was on, like, looking at the court. You know, he was lifted on the right side of the court. Smart was on the wing on the left side. And instead of taking a shot, he went into, like, a dribble handoff sort of a pitch with a follow screen, just moving the ball, kind of the way that Grant Williams plays, like, just by moving it side to side. And I was like, man, that's a unique play I've never seen really Smart make before. So, listen, I, don't, I never have an issue with Smart because I think he, he gets so many great defensive possessions. He does things that most people can't do. So when, but but I do think the Celtics are at their best 
when that ball flies around. And if he has to be the sacrificial lamb and say, you know what, I'm going to be the one that moves the ball. I'm going to be the one that makes the extra pass. I think everybody outside of Tatum and Brown should be fast, like very quick decision makers and guys looking to move the ball, whether that be like running into a screen or giving it up or driving and kicking. I'd like to see more of that from the rest of the group. Tatum and Brown, I think, will follow suit one way or another. If that ball starts popping, those guys are not going to be selfish. I've seen enough Celtic basketball to know that when that ball moves from the role players and everybody, I think, is moving around, so Tatum and Brown also do the same thing. So we're talking to Brian Scalabrini. Scal, I don't know how you feel about like you know trade season and all the rumors. Something tells me, I, if I remember, I think you kind of look right through it all, right? Like there's almost some of this stuff is just so unrealistic. But I wanted to ask you because there's rumors of Marcus Smart and people trading him, like he could be an asset. But to me, it's like you're not trading Marcus Smart to find this third piece. Like he's going somewhere for draft picks, right? So I'm just curious, do you think this team? Is active to sort of clear space to make future moves, or do you expect a piece coming in there to help this team right now? Yeah, I don't. I don't expect like a like you're talking about like a like an all star caliber player, right? Yeah, we keep saying so they need a third piece. I don't see it. I don't see it happening. Maybe in the off season, right? Yeah, yeah. Like here's how. I mean, this and I could be wrong. Like maybe maybe there's something out there, but everyone values their players so high. But I look at it like this. I think you're not going to get an all star for anybody outside of Tatum and Brown. So, like, if you're thinking, we're going to add a third all-star to this mix, you're not doing that with the rest of the supporting cast. But I do look at it like there might be guys out there that fit better with the Celtics, like that fit better with Brown and Tatum. So I think that you have to kind of analyze that. Like, forget, like, take away best player. Like, this player might be better than that player. What I think more importantly when you're looking at Tatum and Brown is best fit like who are the who fit these guys the best and I think that there could be there could be some discussion on that where you say well this player is a much better player here but but there there might be a way where with this guy would fit better with Tatum and Brown so I don't see the Celtics moving smart and Pritchard and all those guys and getting Bradley Beal I don't see that happening but I do think that there could be like some shifting going on and you're looking at finding a better fit to how the Celtics so, play or how uh, Ime wants to play. So would you agree that if, if Brad is active, it's really more about kind of maybe freeing up money for next year or assets for guys in mind? Like, it's not about this, right? It's about the future and what he can do this offseason or next year. Yeah, so it's it's not about free agent space, but it is about getting under that tax. Like getting This is kind of getting nerdy right here, right? Yeah. If you're under the tax, then you have more financial flexibility in the offseason. If you're a tax team, then your financial flexibility is lower. So you're looking at it like we're going to sign a big-time free agent. No, look at it more like we're trying to make moves so we can have flexibility to do sign-and-trades and stuff like that. Yeah, like you want to get under the tax. Well, we're only a couple million dollars over. So that it's a big – it's really important. If you're not a championship team you want, and you want flexibility in the offseason – you want to try to get underneath that tax, and I think that's what the Celtics will be trying to do. But along the way, obviously, trying to find players that fit in really well with what, uh, what the way they want to play. All right, Scout. Well, listen, we really appreciate it. Friday night at the Hawks, uh, 7 o'clock start. Uh, looking forward to that one. Listen, man, thanks a lot for joining us. Appreciate it. You know, that one's a lot, guys. It's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Another lot from Scal. Uh, All right, appreciate it, pal. See you, Scal. Uh, Odyssey Inside, that's him. Brian Scalabrini is brought to you by Shaw's, perfecting the art of fresh since 1860. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.